And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Attention, people of Earth. Do not resist us. All who oppose us shall be annihilated. We command the most powerful army of monsters in the universe. They are sure to defeat your Earth monsters. All those who are hearing this are now under the control of the Earth Destruction Directive. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Earth Destruction Directive. I am your host, Mr. Luke Giaconetti, and I am coming to you live via podcast from my mobile recording studio, Mark III, a.k.a. my Hyundai Accent, as I am on the road right now, and I am heading to the movie theater to go see a classic giant monster movie from Japan. That's right. I am on my way to go see Mothra on the big screen in widescreen Toho scope. This is going to be my first show a movie on the big screen. I am super excited. But you might have asked, Luke, I didn't know that they, they were having a, an engagement of Mothra. Well, it's not exactly Mothra. It is Mothra, but it's the Rift Tracks live version of Mothra, meaning that uh, Mike Nelson, Bill Corbett, and Kevin Murphy are going to be riffing this beloved uh, classic of the Japanese science fiction uh, cinema uh, on the big screen. Now, I'm a big fan, as you guys know from listening to this show, of Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I'm a big fan of the projects which came after it, including Rift Tracks. And now, I uh, very frequently go to the Rift Tracks live. I haven't been to all of them, but I do try to go to most of them if I can. See, I'm lucky. Uh, I've got two theaters within a 15-minute drive of my house that have both show all the Fathom events, including the Rift Tracks. Now, tonight I am on my own. Uh, a lot of times I'll meet up with my friend Adam. We'll go to the one in Greenville. Uh, tonight he can't make it, so I'm going to the one in Simpsonville, which is a substantially closer drive. So, uh, But, yes, very excited for this. And now, uh, you know, it's funny because sometimes um, when uh, people find out that I'm a Misty fan, they're like, well, how can you be a Misty fan? They make fun of Godzilla in a couple of those, and they make fun of Gamera, and you love those movies. And this is something, actually, that I very recently wrote in um, in an email to my brother's show, uh, which was that, you know, Misty, it's always kind of a fine line for MST3K and Rift Tracks and the like. Are you making fun of the movie, or are you having fun with the movie? And most of the time, Mystery Science Theater 3000 falls to the latter. They are having they are having fun with the movie. And that is certainly the case with the two Godzilla films that they did in the original run of that series, which were Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster and Godzilla vs. Megalon. Two movies that are a lot of fun, that I have a lot of affection for, but there's certainly enough silliness in those films that uh, that they can be riffed without tearing them apart and, uh, you know, disrespecting Godzilla and all that. And the same with the Gamera ones. You know, there's a lot of silly things. They were, I mean, especially the Gamera ones, a lot of those that they did were, were children's films. So there's a lot of silly aspects. And that's what I'm expecting tonight. If you listen to the trailer for the Rift Tracks Live, they call it a classic science fiction uh, film, and it's, Mothra certainly is. One of the odd things about Mothra is that I think more people remember Godzilla versus the Thing, aka Mothra versus Godzilla, which we covered on an episode of this uh, show. I I am driving and thus can't look it up, but it has been covered on this show. I think more people think about that film than they do about the actual Mothra. 
um, which, uh, you know, is odd. I mean, because obviously the original Godzilla is held in high regard, the original Rodan. But Mothra is, is a very good film. In fact, a lot of ways marks the turning point for the uh, Toho sci-fi output, because Mothra was the first one that didn't have any pretenses of being a horror film. It had monsters in it, but it was a very bright, colorful fantasy adventure film. And the Godzilla series after Mothra, the first film made after Mothra for the Godzilla films, was King Kong vs. Godzilla, very much in that same big, bright, colorful adventure story motif. So I am, like I said, I'm very excited. I This will be the first time for me seeing a Showa-era Toho film on the big screen. And to see in a, a widescreen Toho scope is, is just, oh, that, that just gives us and shivers up my spine. Obviously, I have seen uh, a Toho Godzilla film in the theater. Uh, I'll reference you to the Godzilla 2000 incident. Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! But uh, not a Showa film. I was, uh, when, when they had all the engagements for uh, Godzilla King of the Mon- or Gojira, I should say, I, back in uh, around the anniversary, the 50th anniversary of Gojira, I was moving and thus was unable to go down to Atlanta, which was the only one near me that was playing it, to go see it. So, uh, I, so like I said, I am very excited. So here's the plan for tonight, everybody. I am going, I am at the theater now. I am parking the mobile studio. I am going to go in. I'm going to go watch the movie. And then uh, after, uh, and then we're going to come and play the trailer, I think, in here, so you guys get a little taste of Mothra. And then after the show, I'm going to come back with some thoughts. And I think my brother might have some thoughts he's going to send along, too. So we'll see if those get in there. And uh, then we're just going to go and enjoy the show. So I will see you guys in a little bit. Remote Pacific Island, where an expedition of world-famous scientists investigate incredible rumors of its fantastic mysteries and discover barren volcanic mountains surrounding strange green valleys. Mammoth caves that breed giant mutations. Vampire plants that devour humans. But most astounding of all, the tiniest women in all creation. Sacred beauties of a lost tribe which worships a monstrous creature. the secret of Mothra? What is the bizarre spell that awakens Mothra as these doll-sized girls call to the super god from captivity? Mothra, whose revenge is more devastating than any man-made weapon. Mothra, who defies warplanes. Wrecks ocean liners. Smashes dams and bridges. Mothra creating hurricanes. Mothra enveloped in a shell that no human force can penetrate. Mothra, indestructible, all-powerful, indescribable. What kind of creature is this god monster? Mothra. Okay, we are back. 
got out of the show, back in the car now, going to start heading home. Uh, good show. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, just seeing Martha on the big screen alone, worth the price of admission as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Riff was, was not as dense with jokes as you might have come to expect from uh, Riff Tracks Live. Um, they do less jokes usually on the live ones than they do on the studio ones just because you got to deal with the live audience and the laughter and you can't do as many rapid-fire ones, but they actually took it fairly easy on the film. Um, they, they did poke fun a bit at some of the models, and, you know, the models are the models. you got to deal with that. It's part of the part and parcel of the genre, but, you know, the, not, not the, uh, not, definitely didn't tear it apart, that's for sure. A really funny riff, probably not the, the best ones of any of the live ones. I don't think that's, uh, that's in question, but really funny, definitely worth watching. It was a lot of fun. Um, the, the uh, conservative in me had to laugh. We had both an Al Gore joke and a Michael Dukakis joke. <laughs> so that really cracked me up, actually. And, uh, a lot of good uh, gags in there about uh, New Kirk City, which is a little odd from the uh, from the film to begin with. It's obviously supposed to be New York City, but you know they don't want to offend anyone in territories that they're going to sell the film to. So New Kirk City it is, and Rosilica. Um, Mothra is one of those films, like I said uh, previously, it kind of gets overlooked when compared to Godzilla vs. the Thing, and in some ways Godzilla vs. the Thing is kind of like this movie in reverse. Uh, you know, Mothra involves the uh, the fairies being kidnapped from the island, and they come and they, they sing their song and pray to Mothra, and Mothra hatches from the egg of the larva and then goes to a uh, civilized world and turns into a moth. In Godzilla vs. the Thing, of course, Mothra starts as a moth and comes to civilized world and then dies and gets reborn as the two caterpillars. So they are similar in that respect, and that they do kind of feature the, the transformation of Mothra just in uh, different directions. But, uh, no, really, I had a lot of fun with this. Mothra's a good movie. The Rift Tracks live crew always does a good job. The Rift Tracks in general always does a good job with the riffing. And, um, like I said, it was uh, no real belly laughs. You know, every now and again, you get one of these ones where the show was funny, but it's not one of these ones where it's like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. Um, I'm trying to, like, the, the MSG3K reunion show, which was all shorts, was, uh, was one of those ones where your sides hurt and you were laughing so hard. This one, not quite up to that level. Speaking of shorts, we did get a short subject before the feature, which is Soapy the Germ Fighter, which was uh, a little suspect of a giant bar of soap coming and uh, hanging out in a kid's bedroom. That's a little a little creepy and a little weird. But, uh, you know, hey, these educational films, you never can tell. So, uh, overall, I... Totally worth it. Um, if you didn't get a chance to see it during this one, they've got the, re, um, the Encore presentation coming up. I want to say it is next Tuesday. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes uh, just in case. And, uh, oh, now, um, now I do want to take this opportunity to let's hear some feedback from a friend of Earth Destruction Directive. You might know him as a host of Bot, Bugs, and Babes on the Two True Freaks Network and my co-host over on the Vault of Starling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. You might also know him as my brother, Jason. And Jay sent me this feedback, so take it away, Jay. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Jason Jacknetty here, and I'm doing a quick guest spot for my brother on Earth Destruction Directive, and it's about the Rift Tracks Live of Mothra. 
Now, last night, my wife and I went to see our rift tracks up where we live, and uh, we had a good time. Uh, the the riff itself was uh, pretty, you know, it wasn't it was an average riff or you know normal kind of riff. It wasn't anything insanely crazy. Um, I thought there's some really good laughs. Some uh, some of the stuff really cracked me up really hard. Um, some of the riffs again when it's topical because it's live, so it's referencing stuff that's happening now. Um, and the short they did was really great. But I'm really here to kind of talk about Mothra itself. Um, the movie last night was uh, the nice in the Toho scope. I'm sure Luke's mentioned this. And it looked beautiful. The one thing I noticed was that you were able to actually see all the colors in the larvae form of uh, Mothra. And uh, all the different, like, for for a long time, I always thought of uh, the larvae form of Mothra looking kind of like a baked apple. If you ever had seen a baked apple with that wrinkly skin and kind of brown? And he is that at some points. But um, especially in the water scenes, you're able to see a lot of the, the veining and the, the lighter colors and stuff and all the work that was done by the special effects crew and the makeup departments and the, and the suit builders. Um, it really shows off the detail in the kaiju. I think one of the things that people take for granted with Mothra is that um, when she is in her moth form, her final form there, she's very bright, very colorful. She looks cuddly. You know, it's one of those things. And I know Mothra is not exactly uh, the most terrifying of all the kaiju that uh, Toho had. Um, but she's definitely uh, one of the ones that's become one of the most popular. Now, obviously, um, this uh, was, a, was a live event in the movie theater, and it was great to see it on the, in a Toho movie on the big screen. It's something that uh, it is a very rare occurrence. Uh, I'm sure some of you may have the luxury of having them screen them sometimes, but Luke and I growing up never really did. Uh, we were able, obviously, to see like uh, Godzilla 2000 in the movie theater. Uh, but again, that, that's later movie. We're talking about the, the Showa area, the Showa era, excuse me, and stuff like that. So um, a lot of fun last night to see this. I really was enjo- I really enjoyed it. My wife really enjoyed it. She doesn't get um, all the references sometimes to the jokes that are being made if they're topics that she doesn't necessarily have knowledge about. Uh, you know, especially insider kind of like anything that's more. Uh, in like in, um, superhero-y or comic book-y or even giant mantra. She knows what stuff are, but she had a really good time too. And one of the things she said last night, she goes, wow, it's amazing to see, you know, all the detail work and all stuff like that. And this is somebody who's not into that kind of stuff. And she even commented how great uh, some of the miniatures looked and stuff like that. And um, I know that when he's in the larva form and he starts spinning his cocoon, uh, in past prints it was hard to see stuff. Stuff was murky. Uh, last night everything was nice and clear. Um, for those of you who are interested in seeing Mothra, because this is where I always plug in my little, you know, go to the Two True Freaks uh, webpage, click on the uh, link to the Amazon link there, and uh, you can pick up what's called the Sci-Fi Creature Classics. You've heard me talk about this before. Um, and on this is four movies. It's 20 Million Miles to Earth, 1957, The Giant Claw, 1957. You have It Came From Beneath the Sea, which is um, 1955, and then there's the Mothra, 1961. Now, the Mothra on here is a 2.35 to 1 widescreen ratio, so it's nice. It's a, it's actually one of the best versions of Moth I've ever seen on DVD, um, but that's available on Amazon for $5.21 with prime shipping. So it's a steal, folks. I got mine, I think, for $4.99 at Michael's on a clearance thing when they were doing like Halloween stuff. But if you want to see Mothra, folks, and Mothra is a... a a good movie from that time. It's certainly not one of those big monster bashes where you have like 10 monsters fighting. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it tells a good story. The effects are great. It was great to see it last night in the giant, uh, on the big screen to see death's way. Daikaiju and Kaiju should be seen nice and big. So you can see them. Um, and it was a lot of fun. 
And I'll be honest, folks, um, when the Rift Tracks comes out, we'll probably be picking it up there, too, to just see it again. Because sometimes the second time through on a Rift, you get more out of it. But as for a movie, it was nice to see it in Toho Scope. It was nice to be in a theater last night with um, about, you know, 60 to 70 people, 80 people who had a kind of like mindset of enjoying ourselves. So that's it for me, folks. Thanks very much for having me, Luke. And keep them stomping. All right. Very good stuff there. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening. This is going to be a short one just for the guidance. You know, I figured with this opportunity, it was a, too good for me to pass up with Rip Tracks doing such a classic of the genre live and finally getting to see it in Telescope on the big screen. I can't, I can't stress enough how cool that was just seeing a show, a movie on the big screen, even in rip form. So I want to thank everybody for downloading and listening. Uh, we'll have another episode coming up pretty soon. So until then, keep them stopping. This has been Earth Destruction Directive, a Dai Kaiju podcast, produced and created by me, Luke Jackanetti, as part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, available at twotruefreaks.com. This is a fan work celebrating the history and culture of Japanese giant monsters. All movies, TV shows, comic books, characters, and other intellectual property is copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended or implied. If you'd like to send an email to the show, you can email me at earthdestructiondirective at yahoo.com. I respond to all emails, and if you send in some comments, I'll read them on the show. All episodes of Earth Destruction Directive can be found at twotruefreaks.com. You can also find the show on iTunes. Just search for Earth Destruction Directive. You can even leave an iTunes review if you want. You can get in touch with the show on Facebook. Just search for Earth Destruction as the first name and Directive as the last name. You can also get in touch with me on Twitter with the handle LJacone. That's L-J-A-C-O-N-E. And if you want to buy something discussed on the show, head on over to twotruefreaks.com and click on the Amazon.com link on the front page. Any items you buy during your session on Amazon.com will help keep the lights on, and it won't cost you anything extra. Thanks for listening, and be sure to come back next time for more city-stomping fun on Earth Destruction Directive. Tune in next time to hear the crusty old podcaster from Oklahoma say, There's a WTF (laughs) moment if I ever saw one. Well, it's big and terrible. More frightening than I ever thought possible.